Welcome to Salem First Assembly Podcast. May this week's message by our guest speaker be a blessing to your life and helping you to grow in your understanding of God's Word, strengthen your faith, and equip you to become all that God has created you to be. Welcome, Matt, from Team Challenge. It is a pleasure to have you here. We're looking forward to all that you guys are going to do today. Lord bless you guys. God Thank bless you, you Matt. Well, good morning, church. Uh, yeah, my name is Matt Davis. I, um, I'm the uh, church services uh, coordinator for Teen Challenge New Jersey. I've been with the program about four years now. Um, and I just want to say thank you, Pastor, first and foremost, for having us. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, these guys sitting here today, myself intended, you know, included, sorry, uh, we tried everything to overcome our addictions to drugs and alcohol. And I mean literally everything, you know, doctor's visits, prescriptions, uh, you name it, we tried it, didn't work. And um, after some time at Teen Challenge and uh, our relationship with the Lord beginning, we were able to understand that, you know, addiction is sin and only Jesus can lift sin in our lives, you know. Um, you know, t- Teen Challenge, for those of you that aren't uh, fully um, know everything about it, was started in 19, about 1958 by Pastor David Wilkerson, a uh, country pastor from Pennsylvania. And uh, he wrote uh, his first book, The Cross and the Switchblade, which we have to read and summarize for our uh, curriculum uh, in our academics portion of the program. And uh, in reading the book, I was just amazed. You know, here's a pastor that had so much fire and drive for Jesus. He's reading the paper and he sees five kids on trial in New York for the murder of a homeless man. And he just hears God talk to him. Go there, minister to those kids. And they even show the pictures of him storming into the courtroom with the Bible in his hand up in the air. You know, and, uh, you know, the judge, of course, removed him from the courtroom. But he didn't stop there. That's all the fire and drive that the Pastor Wilkerson had. He just kept going back and back, borrowing gas money, sleeping in the back seat of his car on a hot block in New York. Didn't care. He knew that the Lord would guide him. And uh, even though he couldn't minister to the kids, after all, um, he started to work with the family members and the friends uh, of, those, of those five teens. And uh, lo and behold, a couple years later, the first Teen Challenge opened. And really, 65, 66 years, Teen Challenge has been in existence. And there's over 240 centers in the U.S., almost 1,100 in the world. Even countries that don't allow religious organizations allow Teen Challenge for our high success rate. Um, of those who graduate, you know, so it's just amazing what God is doing, um, and uh, we, we, we couldn't, you know, be more thankful, people like Pastor Wilkerson, for what they've done, but we'll get into some slides and testimonies first, you know, um, you know, I want to show you guys a couple slides uh, on the PowerPoint, and, oh, I'm holding the clicker, that's right, I'm, sitting, I'm not used to this luxury I was telling before the, the service started, usually uh, I have to say next slide, and I don't know, it doesn't seem to be working. Oh, there we go. Okay. Now we're rolling. Okay. So we used to be in Newark, New Jersey. It was before I came to the program. Um, but from the stories I hear, it was really bad situation. Um, barbed wire around the property. It was on a really bad block in Newark. Drug activity, guns, violence, gang activity. Um, and we were looking for a new location for a long time. Um, and we had run into a situation where there was a camp that was around for almost 100 years up in the mountains in Lebanon, New Jersey. It's up in Hunterdon County. Um, and for 10 years, it had been sitting somewhat vacant. There was one man living on the property. Um, he was mowing the lawn every week. A lot of the board members were getting older. And they're just, they're, the, the, the camp was starting to you know, need, need a new organization. And they were looking for somebody to take over. So our director, uh, Pastor Todd Sheehan, uh, he was walking the property with the gentlemen um, that were uh, on the board. And he said, well, listen, you know, the, the place was a mess. All the buildings were falling apart, 17 buildings. Um, and he said, you'd almost have to give it to me because I'd have to rebuild the whole property. And they said, well, that's exactly what we were thinking. So we got 88 acres in Hunterdon County for a dollar, which has got to be a record somewhere in the tax books, you know. But anyway, we have this beautiful property on the side of a mountain with 17 buildings. And, you know, I'm going to show you some pictures. We're almost done, just a couple more buildings, and we'll be fully renovated. But we have now room for 90 men at our program. Um, you know, we have uh, plenty of room. Uh, 11 buildings are fully renovated. Um, actually, that number has gone up since the last time I did that um, and on 88 acres. You can see the bottom left-hand picture as our driveway. Since that uh, picture, in the middle picture, you can see our driveway and all of our walkways are now asphalt paving. So it's really, uh, really nice. And you can see our dining hall on the right-hand side. We have all three of our meals there each day. We put, like, round tables out there. And a big fireplace in the back, our... Um, 
Our house chaplain, Willie Alfonso, who's also the chaplain for the New York Yankees, he, uh, he literally has a fire going all the time, day and night in there, you know. Just to, so we go through the cords, but it's okay because we're in the middle of the woods, so we got plenty of product. We'll never run out. Or hands to chop it for that matter, right? All right, let's go to the next one. Oh, wait a minute. There we go. And this is what our dorms look like. We have eight or nine of these buildings on our property, and you can, um, you can see what it looks like. I mean, just the top, you know, um, construction... Um, all the way down to the beds. We got a donation from the Tempur-Pedic factory. Every man sleeps on a Tempur-Pedic mattress, which is pretty awesome because before I came to the program, I didn't have Tempur-Pedic mattress, and you know, I went to the program, and now I sleep much better, which is pretty awesome, you know? But you can see, and I was asking our director, Pastor Tashi, and I'm like, you know, we really have nice amenities. And he goes, listen, he goes, it's, 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 a, it's a fact. We represent Jesus at Teen Challenge. Guys come off the street in bad situations, um, and we want to show them how much the Lord loves them and wants to start a new relationship with them. And we do that through the love um, of the program and even all the way down to the extra things that we have in the dorms. So it's, uh, it's really nice. You can see our chapel on the top left. The roof was literally falling in on the right-hand side, the finished product. Um, and then in the middle there, you can see like how we have the chapel set up. Really nice. You know, like the wood flooring. We got the lights that go purple and green and blue. And we like to show the chapel off, you know, is the main thing. Um, we have chapel on Monday and Tuesday night. We have prayer every morning and evening in the chapel. So for the amount of time that we spend in there, we're really appreciative and thankful for all the extra little amenities that we have. Um, all right, and you can see even, I mean, down to the pavilion. The pavilion, we just got, um, we got new uh, basketball uh, hoops. We got those installed, and then our director, he went out and got a company to paint the court, uh, put all the lines in, and then paint our logo into the center of it, which is awesome because I, I can't even remember as a kid playing basketball at a court nicer than this. You know, it's pretty awesome. And you can see in the background all the skyline and, you know, because we literally are almost at the top of Stanton Mountain out in uh, Lebanon. It's just an absolutely beautiful place to be at, especially right now in the fall. The guys get games together every night on the weekends, and they have a good time out there. So I'm pleased to announce this is the site of the future uh, New Jersey women's home uh, for Adult and Teen Challenge. Um, we had a property in Cumberland County a few years back, and for whatever reason, it's okay, it didn't work out. Um, but, you know, where, God, where there's a no one place, God had a yes in another place. And there was a church in Pleasantville, New Jersey, down by Atlantic City, that donated this property to us. Um, we're, I'm not a construction guy, but we're waiting on something called a change of use permit. As soon as we get that... Uh, which it looks good. We spoke to the mayor. It's all looking very well. We'll get the renovations underway. It should take about three to four months. Um, and the best thing about this, if you look at the right-hand picture, the grassy part next to the, uh, next to the property was, was not included in our donation. But the neighbor on the other side was so moved by what we're doing that he gave us that portion of the property too. So where there was a no in one place, there was two yeses in another. But God definitely had our back there. And you know, we just can't wait to be able to help um, you know, women that are struggling out there and just continue the Teen Challenge legacy and keep adding centers and keep helping people. So, All right, so this proves we're legit, right? I guess in today's standard, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we would appreciate it if you'd like us on Facebook. Uh, we wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. We're all over the community. We're in front of the stores handing out brochures to help people. We're, uh, once in a while, like we'll go to a school, talk to the kids about dangers of addiction. So more or less, we might be more entertaining than cable. I can't uh, guarantee that, but you have to like us on Facebook and follow us so that you guys can see all the things that we're doing. Because really, I, I mean... We really will keep you entertained, no doubt about it. So please like us on Facebook. And when you guys came in, you saw the ginormous table full of products, uh, our coffee, tea. Um, we really appreciate it on the way out. Maybe you guys are running low on coffee or tea in the house, and you can pick up a bag. You can um, partner with us today for as little as $10, and uh, it really helps. We're a nonprofit organization. We don't get state or federal funding. So everything that we do to bring income to the center just helps more people out. And this is the big one. We started a carpenter shop in January. And uh, I really didn't know anything about these uh, cutting boards, I guess, when we started making them. I thought they painted lines on them. I had no idea. But I guess after learning more about them, um, they're, they're quite an um, unbelievable thing. Um, our guys in New Jersey on our campus are making these boards, the ones that are on that table out there. And one of the biggest like, things that I like about the carpenter shop is... Um, you know, because we're a nonprofit group, we have to do certain little jobs here and there to bring income to the center, you know, whatever, uh, different churches or this or that. But because we have the carpenter shop, we are now on campus 
with a department and we're able to put the residents first because the guys only work about 30 hours a week in the carpenter shop. But because they're on the campus, we could put their needs first, which is medical appointments, prayer, devotions, academics, all the things that are most important about Teen Challenge program, they can put first. And then in the afternoon for a couple hours a day, they can work in the carpenter shop, right? And check, check this out, they'll learn a vocational skill, um, how to put these things together, because one day when they graduate, they'll all be owning a house, and you know, there's always something in the house that needs to be fixed, and you know, it's the next step to become an expert handyman. You know? So it's really a good thing. Um, we're doing very well. Um, the holidays are coming up. You guys can do all your Christmas shopping at the table after the service and pick up all the boards. and you know, Check them out, though. You know? um, they're really awesome, and the guys here make them, and it's really a good thing. All right, so guys, come on up. When you guys came in, uh, one of our guys gave you one of these prayer cards. We want to pray for your needs. Um, you can fill out a prayer. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we have prayer every um, morning and evening, and we'll pray several times over your prayer. You can turn the cards into us at the table after the service. And um, you know, also on the left-hand side of that card, if you put your email address, it gives you our monthly newsletter. I basically take the three, uh, I guess, uh, best photos of the month and a student testimony, and on the first Monday of every month, a newsletter goes out. So, you know, maybe it's rainy and the email comes through and then you see Teen Challenge and we'll bring a smile to your face. So you can fill out that card, you can turn it in at the end of the service, we'd really appreciate it. All right, so now we're getting to some songs and testimonies. Um, I just want to say thank you guys very much again for having us today. Well, I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. A man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. And you came along and put me back together. Nothing is 
Hello, everybody. My name is Lionel Hunt. I'm 23 years old from Brooklyn, New York, and now I'm a part of Teen Challenge. But basically, where my story begins is basically like, you know, I kind of grew up in the church a little bit, then I strayed away from the things of God. You know, I started doing things on my own free will. So around that time, I started to go through a lot of family problems. You know, there's a lot of darkness in my home. So I started doing drugs and alcohol at the age of 13 years old and been hooked ever since, you know. Constantly doing things like running away, living up with my friends, um, you know, having a lot of fights, getting in a lot of trouble. It was bad, you know. It stayed like that till I was about like 17, 18, then I got thrown out of my house, you know. Started living on the street, living with people, just trying to do anything I can to provide for myself, you know. And honestly, it wasn't a good experience. It was a lot of pain, it was a lot of suffering, it was a lot of starving, it just wasn't good. So, oh, but, um, you know, one day I really cried out to God, you know, I cried out to God to help me because everything was just going horrible. Like I'm talking about horrible, horrible. <laughs> um, so, you know, as I cried out to God, I feel like he started to answer me little by little, you know, just little by little. And then, you know, I kept getting and recommended this place from my mom, from Vernon, and I kind of started running away from it because I, I was just not willing to give up like my own free will, even though everything was going horrible. But then, you know, it got to the point where I was just truly homeless. I didn't have nobody else to help me. You know, everybody that I did something for, they just left me straight up and down, just straight up and down, flat left me like I was nothing, you know. So I used to, was just sleeping on a park bench one day, and I just said, you know what, I had enough. So I finally called Vernon and I said, look, listen, bro, this, this just isn't it for me. You know, I want to come to Teen Challenge, change my life around and do something new. Right. So even though um, I rejected him about like four or five times, he still welcomed me with open arms, you know, and I came and oh, like they just kept teaching me lesson after lesson. You know, I like told everything that happened to me to Pastor Steve, who was our, you know, church like, yeah, he's our church mentor and things of that nature. And he's just been guiding me ever since, like, not to always be angry about things that happened in the past, show love to everybody, and just be a different person. And you know what? I could truly say that I've enjoyed it. Reason being is because God has really did a lot for me, you know? Took me out of a really dark place, a really dark mindset. Like, I used to think I was just going to die on the park bench. Like, that was just going to be it for me, but... You know, he brought me from that to a great place where I could talk to you guys, tell you guys about what happened, like a little briefly, because I don't got that much time. And, you know, just let you guys know that the word of God is real. You know, God is love and God is joy. And I'm very happy to be able to say that to you guys, because I was a really angry dude, like a couple. In the beginning of the year, I was a really angry guy, you know. So I'm just glad that I could just sit here, smile, and talk to you guys this way, you know. Um yeah, and the scripture that I stand on is 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone comes to Christ, he is a new creation. The old is past, and, you know, he has become a new. Thank you, guys. Amen.
church Luke 7 47 says therefore I tell you her sins which are many have been forgiven for her great love is shown those have been forgiven for little love little but those forgiven for much love much my sin was great but his love was greater amen, amen. so my name is Mitchell Cameron I'm 39 years old from Orlando Florida I grew up in a single parent home with my father who's the president of a 1% motorcycle club I was arrested for the first time uh, for carrying a concealed firearm when I was 10 years old. And upon my release from the detention center, um, you know, the gangsters in my neighborhood, they rewarded me for keeping my mouth closed with alcohol, drugs, and money, which became the chains and shackles Satan placed me in for most of my life. And uh, due to gang violence, I was in and out of the juvenile detention centers my entire youth. And as an adult, I was sent to the Florida State Prison four times. I was truly chained. But the good news is, in June of 2019, by way of the Manzo family, I found my way to Teen Challenge. And, uh, you know, my entire life, my entire criminal record is all violence. My earthly father, he taught me to fight like this. But my heavenly father taught me to fight like this. And that's where I met Jesus at. And chains just began to snap off of me. I mean, today, I walk in freedom. I live with purpose. You see, the sin that once bound me, I'm no longer a slave to. Because Jesus took my sin, and he clothed me in his righteousness so that my heavenly father could look upon me and see his son. By his healing power, my relationship with my children has been restored. Um, my father, who's a gang member, has allowed me to pray for him. And just two weeks ago, we were in church together for the first time in my life. Yes. When you've tasted and seen that kind of goodness, there's nothing that can compare. The Word of God says, when David was getting ready to fight Goliath in the Valley of Elah, he walked to the stream and he drew five smooth stones from the brook. So you see, God provided for him what he needed to defeat the giant in the valley. In my valley of trouble, God provided for me a gateway to hope through prayer, the Word of God, and Teen Challenge. So our message is always that God loves you. No matter what you've done, He loves you. And He's interested in you, because if He can do it for me, He can do it for anybody. And the scripture that I stand on is John 3:16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank you, church. Good morning, everybody. My name is Cornell Etheridge. I'm 51 years old, and I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Ma'am, we sing this song called Rescue Story. I am truly a rescue story. 
Um, and there's nothing wrong with being a rescue story. We all should be a rescue story because our life, our life is not about us. It's about somebody else. My rescue story has taken me, I was, I was in some bad places. Um, I, I was born in South Carolina, actually. But I had to leave at an early age. Um, I was in a violent act. And I was sent here, well, to Pennsylvania. I was sent to Pennsylvania. Um, I got caught up in drugs. Um, I was in the inner cities, in the streets. Didn't live there, lived in the suburbs. But I went out to the streets. I, I had hopes, I had dreams, had um, things I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to go to college. I did two and a half years in college. Um, I wanted to be in ministry. Um, I joined the church. I came to the church, but I was still broken. I, I, I was still suffering from some broken things within my life that I, I, I never dealt with. In the church, knew how to raise my hands, knew how to praise God. I knew how to be religious. Come on. You understand? I knew all those things. Knew how to do it. Knew, knew every sermon it was. But there was still brokenness in me. There was still something that was drawing me. So everything I started in life, I was never able to complete. I, 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 I wanted to be good. So church was an identity of good. You know what I mean? So let me go to church and be a good person in society. But I was still dealing with demons, dealing with struggles on the inside from a young child, you know, because I was separated from my family at a young age because of things. So um, I felt rejected, displaced. Things I, I, I grew up to, I, I now have two broken marriages. Um, I didn't finish college, just 51 years old, just didn't complete things, amen. But, um, you know, when God, when God calls us, it's our obedience to follow him that puts us on the right track. When God called Lazarus out of the grave, he didn't untie him. He didn't unwrap him. He was still bound up with things, but he was free. He was free because he obeyed the call. He came forward. That's what called him to be free. Even though he was still bound, he was free. But God didn't just promise us freedom. He's promised us that we will be free indeed. And when you be free indeed, there's some things that you're delivered from. That God, just sitting here, God, God brought something to me. You know, we talk about the cross, right? The cross that we all carry. On Easter, we see many crosses. People put crosses in their churches. We're used to these multiple crosses. But think about this. There was a seed planted to grow the tree. One single tree that was chopped down that will hang Jesus. That was a specific tree. Not many trees, not a forest. One tree that had a, had a seed that was planted. To nail Jesus. That tree was designed. To kill him. There's things. That was intentionally planted. For our death. But the death. Of the flesh. There, 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 there are scars that we have. That was intended to be there. There's cross, God said, take up your cross and walk. There's crosses that we have to walk with. There was a specific thing that was meant for us to go through, to carry, to bear. It wasn't to destroy us. It wasn't to destroy us. But there's something 
before the scars, there's a healing process. And in that healing, God reconciles us. God hugs us. He comforts us. He teaches us who he is while he's healing our scars. And when he's healing your scars, when he's healing you, you develop a relationship with God like no other. And you can look back at those scars and you can praise God from a place that nobody can praise him from. You can praise God from a place and look at those scars and understand that those scars were scars that was that was planted to make you, to shape you, to break you into the person that you are today. So my testimony is scars that you could see that I could speak to you about the freedom that God have given me from a cross that was planted out of one seed that somebody had to chop down and they had to intentionally make that Jesus would go to so that we can stand here today and give God all the honor and all the praise and say whom the son sets free is free indeed and that's the scripture that I stand on today whom the son has set free is free indeed amen there I was From the pit of my despair There you were In the shadow Holding out your hand You met me there And now where would I be Without you Where would I be Jesus You were the voice in the desert Calling me out in the dead of night Fighting my battles for me You were my rescue story Lifted me up from the ashes You carried my soul from death to life Bringing me from glory to glory You were my rescue story You are, you are You are my rescue story you are, you are. You were writing the pages before I had a name, before I needed grace. Singing songs of redemption every time I ran away. You were louder than my shame. Yeah. 
give it, let's give another hand to these guys. Harry made his debut today on guitar, you know. Got, got, hey! <laughs> the Lord always provides, you know. We play live music at choir, and I can't tell you in four years, I and mean, that's a couple hundred churches, uh, I think maybe only once we had the same tracks, but the Lord always provides us guitars and live music, and we're very thankful for it, so good job today, Harry. All right, so... Um, yeah, a quick story of mine. I don't want to take up too much more time, but uh, I'm actually pretty local. I'm from Mantua Township originally, not so far away. Um, it's kind of glad to be home, you know, in the area. Um, you know, as a young guy growing up, I had a great, I got a great uh, life growing up, good family. I'm the youngest of four. Um, went to Clearview in high school, graduated from there, and uh, with a D-plus average, right? So when I graduated that day, they, gave, they, they told me they were giving me a scholarship to go to college, a small scholarship. I, I couldn't believe it, you know, terrible grades. They gave me a small scholarship. I'm like, okay. I really didn't like school. I wasn't interested, you know, for whatever reason back then. I just wanted to hang out with my friends, drive fast cars, and this and that, you know. Um, so pretty much college lasted about 45 days. Stopped going. Um, but I realized at a young age, 18 years old, that you need to have money if you want to go hang out with your friends and drive fast cars and pay for all the fuel and all that stuff. So uh, I got a job at a local car dealership, and I had the sales ability, and I thought I uh, could take the world by storm. And, you know, I was a young guy. I didn't know any better. Um, so um, for a couple of years, I had small success. I, mean, I was doing really well, you know. Things were going forward in my life. At least I thought they were. Um, but anybody that ever had a sales job should know that, you know, it's probably 10% great glory times and 90% stressful, how am I going to make my quota, you know, type, type situations. Well, I couldn't handle that, you know, at least at the time I didn't understand or know how. Um, you know, and back then it was just too convenient, you know, to get your hands on prescription drugs and uh, I just fell right into it, you know. Um, and it didn't take long. I became a full-blown addict um, and it wasn't long before I started to lose things. Now, <laughs> this went on for like... 15 years I struggled as a functioning prescription drug addict. A pill to wake up, pill to function during the day, pill to go to sleep. My life was a disaster. Now, I lost everything three, four times over in my life. Um, and I gained something back. See, I'm a fighter. I thought I could just fight my way out of it, right, on my own, which is a joke, right? I'd get something back, and then I'd lose it all again just as fast. Um, and my, my home church was right in Swedesboro, and every week the pastor would try to run me down and talk to me about the program. Now, at the time, the youth pastor was a Teen Challenge Pennsylvania graduate, and uh, he was working with me and telling me about the program and everything else. And, you know, probably uh, about a, a year straight, every Sunday, I would go to church, and I would pray for God to just help me somehow and how I could fix this problem. And uh, one day, because, you know, I, I talked to my pastor, and he kept telling me about Teen Challenge. I didn't understand uh, but I kept telling him because over the years I would go online and I would look for a place to get help. And all these places pop up, you know, the five-star gourmet meals and the horseback riding and all the fun, fancy stuff you see at these places. And I keep thinking to myself, this is great. You know, you call the phone number and they want money or insurance. You don't have it. They can um, very quickly, they're, they're going to guide you somewhere else. Um, so when he said to me, well, what if finances were off the table? What if you just wanted to get help? You wanted to change. You said you wanted to change. Would you go to a place and forgetting about the finances? I said, absolutely. Because at that point in my life, I was approaching 40 years old. I completely destroyed my life 10 times over, you know, um, and I just wanted somebody somewhere, somehow to give me an opportunity so that I could show how hard I can fight. And uh, when I went to Teen Challenge, I was able to understand how the doors are able to stay open and the lights are able to stay on. Um, you know, and, and I'm thankful for this program because without it, I don't know that I ever could have changed. I definitely wouldn't be standing here today. Um, and I graduated the program in a year, and lo and behold, they gave me a job when I graduated. So that was like the best deal I could have ever made. You know, God was definitely looking out for me there, you know, because I've been on staff an additional three years, uh, able to rebuild my life and learn how to deal with the stresses that drove me to addiction so that this doesn't happen again. And the longer that I found that I stayed in the program, and gave back to help these guys and plus, you know, lead in other areas, I've, I've learned it's just extremely valuable, you know, and I actually have absolutely no plans of leaving, but staying in the ministry and, and, and helping. But opportunities like this were given to me, and I couldn't pay to go to Team Challenge, but, you know, nothing stopped me uh, from being able to get the help that I needed. We have a program today, um, it's called Dollar a Day Sponsorship. 
Um, if you guys want to, at the end of the service, you can stop by the table. We have these little forms you can sign up. You could do $30 a month on your card, or you could do the whole thing at once, $365. You can sponsor somebody. Most of these guys didn't pay to go through the program. It's not because we didn't feel like it, but because we couldn't, you know. And it was, it's really a deep, dark situation when you have nothing and you're struggling and you just don't think you can get help. That's the way that I thought. But programs like this and the biggest way you can partner with is the sponsorship program. Um, it's just one way that you can help impact today. Now, all the things on the table, you can partner with us, but if you want to sponsor somebody and it's on your heart at the end of the service, please stop by and, you know, um, you know, and see us because we really appreciate it, and uh, it made a difference. I wish I could thank all the people who sponsored me, but I can't. I don't know who they are, but, um, you know, if it's on your heart and you want to sow into a great or a ministry and organization, you know, Teen Challenge is definitely the one. All right, so also, too, I mentioned you can stop by and you can pick up a cutting board kind of like this one here, which is our Providence. It has a, actually a QR, a QR code, so when you scan it, it tells you the story of the person that um, took a place in making it. So, um, but this one is not for sale, because Pastor, this one belongs to you. We just wanted to give you this gift, and thank you for having us. And thank you all again. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, this is awesome. I cook. <laughs> but uh, I'm learning as I get older. You know, maybe you watch it online. Or maybe you're here today and, you know, you know someone who needs some help. Teen Challenge is a resource. And maybe you watch it online and you've heard these great testimonies and you, like, want help. The first thing is Jesus Christ. If you're here today and Jesus Christ is not your Savior, this is the first place you have to go to is turn to God. Ask Jesus to be your Savior. Ask Him to come into your heart and life and yield your heart to Him. And just say that right where you are. Just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I've done it my own way. But now today, God, this day, this day, I choose to look to you. I choose to ask you to forgive me of my sins. I want to know you as my personal Lord and Savior. And Jesus Christ will come along and transform you. And if you need help, contact Teen Challenge, contact the church. We will help you because this is what the church is all about. Can someone say amen? Amen. amen. Guys, it's been a blessing to have you here. Um, we want to say thank you. Just We want to let you know from Salem First Assembly that we really care about you. So what I'm going to ask you to do now First of all, I do see there's a few preachers out there. <laughs> and uh, this is a great thing. Before, before you come up, though, before you come up, I, I do want to share something with you. Uh, you probably heard this before, but I love Psalms 139. Psalms 30, 139 really speaks volumes to me because it reminds me that God has a plan. Someone say, God has a plan. Even when you don't think he has a plan, he has a plan. And God's always doing more than just one thing all the time. God's always doing more. So I just want to speak to all of us, but I also want to remind you guys that in Psalms 139.1, it says, You have searched me, O Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Now in verse 10, it says this, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. And what's so beautiful is you go on in the narrative, it says, you created me in my own inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your word, your works are wonderful and I know them full well. The frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw me, my unformed body. All the days were ordained for me, were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast the sum of them. God, it, it reminds me of Philippians 1.6, to be confident of this very thing, that he which begun a good work and you shall continue it. Therefore, God starts a plan, he works a plan, he finishes a plan. I believe that. If you work with God, God's going to work with you. 
And I love Psalms 139, and I just want to encourage you. You're on a journey. Man, put your hands to the plow, and the best is yet to come. Because if you give, if you do your best, God will do the rest. If you do your best, God will do the rest. So many times, so many times, we want God to do everything. But God is not in the business of doing everything. I love T.D. Jakes. He has a book. And in one of his books, he says this. We pray so often for so many things. We need furniture or, you know. And God don't, he said, God don't make furniture. God give you a tree. God gave you a tree, and from the tree, God gave the man a brain, and God, needs to, and God wants to work through us so we can do what we need to do. And sometimes we're praying for things that we're supposed to be doing, and then God will then do things. He provides what you need. You need to take what he has given you and start to apply it. Don't complain about things. Don't find fault with things. Understand God's trying to work something in you, but in order to work in you, you have to line up with him. I got it out of my system today. <laughs> but it's so true. It's so true. And so we're so glad you're here. And I want to encourage you. I was once messed up. And God came on the scene. I cheated my way through school. And when God finally saved me, I was out of high school. And I was not the sharpest tool in the shed. I couldn't even write a sentence. And yet God sent me to college, and, and, and it was tough days, and, you know, and, and I, I, a lot of my friends are dead, and it's, you know, all of the stuff that took place in my life. And you're right, the scars is a reminder of what God can do because he heals. Everybody has scars. But how many can thank God for the scars that are on the hand that's in heaven? Because that's the only thing that is heaven is earthly made are the scars on Jesus' hands. But those scars remind us of the love. And sometimes, sometimes the scars that we have in our life, God wants to heal us. But then we find strength because when he does heal us, all of a sudden we find provision and strength because of it. We become who we become because of what we've been through. And then God uses us. Isn't it great that God uses us in spite of us? Come on, guys. Why don't you line up here? Um, I'll tell you what. Why don't you line up right in front? Get, try to get right in the middle. If you can just line up right in front here. Just line up. And if I could have those, um, go ahead and do what you're supposed to do. And uh, bring the keys to the brand new Cadillacs. <laughs> so we want to show our appreciation and Matt, could you come down here too? <laughs> so we wanted to let you guys know. Let me get in, let me get in front of you a little yes, bit. Sir. We wanted to let you guys know that you guys are important. And Larry, you did a good job on that guitar. Harry. What is it? Harry. Harry, Larry. You're the, I feel better now. <laughs> It's okay, I still don't get my kids' names right sometimes. <laughs> Isn't that true? Just recently, right? <laughs> Terrible. And, uh, but we have, um, and what you can do is, why don't you come this way with it? We have a gift for you. I'll take care of you later, so you're going to start with you. We have a gift for you, and what we did is just a, a way of saying we love you, we care for you. And so, um, church, grab a bag. <laughs> And, um, and so, uh, thank you very much. we want to remind you that you're in a journey, but you're not on a journey by yourself. You know, we want to remind you that the church of God is incorporated of all many parts. And so, uh, right here, sis. And, uh, and so one of the most important things is, what's in here? What's in here? You're curious, aren't you? Huh? I'll tell you one thing that's really good in there. Homemade cookies. <laughs> and uh, All right. Well, I'm glad there wasn't 40 of you. <laughs> All 
All right, listen, we want you to know that we care about you. This is just a small little care package. Just, hey, listen, we really do love you. We're going to be praying for you. And if we can help you out too, we're here for you as well. And so in those things are some of the things you need. And so I wanted to also take care of your leader a little bit here. Because he's special too, isn't he? Yeah. I want to thank you for investing. Life is, uh, life is all about investing, not about living. It's about investing. Whether it's finances, whether it's talents, whether it's time. It's investment, investment, investment. So we want to just invest in you a little bit. And thank you for taking care of these guys and being in the hands of Jesus as well. If you can stand to your feet, we're going to reach our hands. We're just going to pray for you guys. And um, where's the Oh, she's not here. Okay. So let's, let me, let's just pray for you guys right now. And um, hey, Monty, come up here, Monty. I think you're a good guy to pray for these guys. Why don't you pray for God's blessings upon their lives? Lord, we're so happy to have these people with us today. And we're glad to see what you're doing in their lives. Mm-hmm. Continue doing a good thing, Lord. We know you will. All of us have had the scars of life, and you've got us through it all. So continue doing what you're doing, Lord. And have them continue doing what they're doing, and everything will work out. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, we thank you for joining us today. Let's continue to believe that God is going to do a work in all of our lives and in his church, despite our current circumstances. If you would like to support the ministry of Salem First Assembly, you can do so by mailing to 430 Route 45, Salem, New Jersey, 08079, or by visiting our website at salemfirstag.org. Please join us for service next Sunday at 1030 a.m., or you can watch service every Sunday afternoon on Facebook at Salem First Assembly or YouTube at Salem First AG. You can also listen to the message every Tuesday on Podbean. Have a blessed rest of your day. Let's remember to be a blessing and that life is living in faith every day.